Hey, this is Matt Franco. And this is Eric Dittleman. Welcome to Mind Over Magic. This is Mind Over Magic, both of us coming to you from fabulous Las Vegas, an in-person episode. Yes, I have landed. We are recording in my hotel room at the fabulous Orleans. Yay! It's just such a rarity that we get to do this in person, and uh, I think the energy is going to be feeling good because of it. Yeah, I mean, we have a ton to talk about. Just we do. I, I don't even know if you wrote down all the things that you did. I have a whole list of the things that I've done. I've been on the road for so long. Yeah. I don't even remember what New York is like anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy that you're the one traveling and I'm the one that's like fatigued. I'm fatigued as well. Don't don't <laughs> don't bypass that as hey, if you're you, the only one. You you sound fresh. You're looking fresh. I feel like you took a little bit of a nap before this. So <laughs> you feel because I told you that. Yeah. <laughs> Precisely, precisely. Amazing. So it's been crazy. All right, let's start with you then. What? What? I mean, you have a big day coming up tomorrow. Uh, we're recording on Wednesday of this week. Of course, this episode will come out on Friday, but uh, Thursday. Yeah. I, look, if anyone's ever been overwhelmed, I think we all have. Uh, I'm just feeling that now because of mm -hmm. everything going on. But mm -hmm. uh, it just came directly from a rehearsal from the Draft Theater stage, which is directly behind the Link Hotel and Experience, and. Boy, wow. is it an amazing setup over there. Yeah. Oh, wow. my. Yeah, I mean, it's just everybody, it's it's so buttoned up. It's such an honor, honestly, to even be able to work with any of those folks. But anyway, I'm going to do 12 minutes tomorrow, uh, right after the National Anthem, before they kick off the first pick. Wow. Literally right before the first pick. I believe so. That's crazy. I was looking at the agenda, right? And, like, I go on at 448. Uh-huh. And I believe the draft yeah. is five. So, like... I said to them, because I said, is there a clock? Because you mm -hmm. know, like in the yeah. showcases, they yeah. have a clock. I forget if that used to count down, I believe, to yeah. zero, right? Yeah, it counts down. And like last time I did a corporate, for example, I asked for a clock, and they mm -hmm. gave me a clock, and it counted mm -hmm. down from whatever my time I think it was actually 12 minutes. Anyway, so uh, I asked if there was a clock, and there's no clock. That's like the one thing they right. don't have. I mean, 3,000 cameras, <laughs> not literally, but like close to it. Uh, amazing setup. I can't, you wouldn't believe it's temporary. Yeah, like you, this looks like an installation. Of course, yeah, um, they go all out. Like I feel like there's so much money thrown at this that they probably don't even need clocks because they can just hire a guy <laughs> on his fingers <laughs> to like count down for you. But <laughs> I, I mean, I, I was like, well, I go on at 4:48, and mm -hmm. you got this draft, which is like a big event that's like you know yeah. televised. So like, does the world end? Are they gonna like yank me off like the Gong Show if I go 30 seconds over? You know? Right, right, right. And I didn't get a clear answer on that, so I'm gonna have my own clock somehow. I haven't decided how I'm gonna do it yet. My internal clock is pretty good, yeah, but not like good enough to trust to like finish right exactly on time leading into something like that. Well, right? Here's here's the other idea I have for you. Yeah. Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> because you know maybe all the televised feeds start right at you know five o'clock. Purposely go late. Yeah, I'm saying, you know how the, the sometimes the national anthem isn't shown before a sporting event. Sure. Uh, sometimes it is. Right. And then if you're going to be right after that, you can like just to make sure you get on TV while everyone's watching, just like go a little long. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the very least, maybe just linger on my way yeah, off yeah. the stage, right? Like wave goodbye just for a uh -huh, second too uh -huh. long and see yeah. what happens. See what happens. Okay. Especially since they're not giving a clear answer. You're like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe you wanted everyone to start with my face yeah. for the draft. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I honestly don't know what parts are televised because I think mm -hmm. like certain net like NFL Network things yeah. like might cut in and out of these things i don't know i really don't know how it works i don't think i've ever watched a full draft so i can't tell you i'm not a draft guy myself but yeah. i am now yeah um of course yeah it's uh it's it's crazy i'm honestly super fatigued but i do feel like assured after going to the rehearsal because mm -hmm. i just know it's it's gonna be awesome i just That's know great. it's gonna be fun no matter what and yeah it's not gonna feel like an outdoor venue you know it's outside Right, because you were saying last time we talked, there was a stage in front of the Bellagio, but then you're like, maybe I'm going to be like more in an indoor theater kind of thing. So give us, paint us the picture, <sighs> since I'm probably not even going to go anywhere near the strip <laughs> during my visit here. Yeah, um, well, yeah, roads are already closed down. Las Vegas Boulevard is called like 
NFL draft lane or something. Of course. They you, literally replaced the street sign. Can you just walk down the middle of the strip? Uh, the part that's closed, most likely. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, not the whole be, thing's closed. but It's going to be bizarre. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw that during 2020. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but Which people was weren't bizarre. walking in the streets. No, no, no. no. Just me. <laughs> <laughs> couple of photographers and us um yeah so it doesn't feel like an outdoor stage there's like a huge mm-hmm. video multiple video walls behind it's a huge sort of what do you call this a motioning it's like a dome uh like a hat shell or something maybe a hat shell yeah it's like a long hallway dome thing okay and then there are people that are like seated under that covered area but then it goes beyond that as well the stage is huge it's gotcha. uh there's like a a small stage to the left where the Raiders house band is going to play. Mm-hmm. It is uh, quite the production, but I'm excited. It's going to be great. That's awesome. Yeah, it feels like an indoor theater. Like it yeah. feels totally controlled, not like a loosey goosey, you right. know, outdoor. Uh-huh. Like it doesn't feel like the type of thing that requires ambient entertainment. Like if you mm-hmm. rolled up there, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I got this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm just trying to picture because I was just in LA. So I was like, I wonder if it's like the Hollywood Bowl kind of thing or like the. Austin Pops playing that little hat shell kind of thing. I'm I can't to remember it. what those look like, to be honest. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> it might be my fatigue. I yeah, might go, yeah. oh, if you yeah, show yeah. me a picture. But yeah. anyway. So, That's awesome. Yeah, fatigue is real. Um, not just because of that, but just because, like, uh, lack of sleep and yeah. lots of other things going on. But yeah. uh, here we are. I mean, I just feel like you are... You are having the energy here, and you just got off a plane. I did. I did. And there's definitely all these NFL people that are just, like, piling in right. off of it. So, uh, yeah. No, I was just in L.A. Uh, by the way, did you figure out material you were going to do? I yeah. assume so. I did. I yeah. changed it yesterday. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to add in the football thing that oh, I've been good, doing. Oh, good, good, so yeah, I, yeah. I, That's I added a good. That's a good idea. In. But, you know, I'm so happy I did because I get to take advantage of the production. Mm-hmm. Like, they have... Steady cams and, oh, and handheld. Yeah. So I said, "Look, if you got a handheld, let's go do some close up with Colleen, the host." Yeah, um, she's on NFL Network. Okay, cool, cool, cool. That'll Blanking be fun. On the last name. I mean, I think the football fans will appreciate a football themed thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Even like the event planners, for the lack of a better phrase, were like, "Oh, there's a custom football thing," because I had a football mm-hmm. on a tee on a mm-hmm. little table. Nice. And they're like, "There's a football." There? I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> so, so yeah i'm happy about that that'll be really really fun and i know their team is mm-hmm. just gonna kill it so well uh even though this episode comes out after this happens if mm-hmm. you were somehow able to watch <laughs> on the draft uh you know write us <laughs> otherwise maybe there's gonna be a youtube footage of it i have absolutely no idea or there- maybe we're just gonna hear how it goes from matt next week <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be streams of it somewhere if yeah if not more than that. I don't I don't really know. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'm happy I was asked to be involved and I'm glad I'm on the kickoff day cuz I didn't yeah. realize there are performances like throughout the whole week. Yeah, or, yeah. but I, I imagine some of the excitement fizzles by the time you're in day 3, right? Right. I mean, everyone's worried about who the first draft picks of each exactly. team is going to be, right? right? It's like once you get to the 7th pick, it's like, "All right." I, I don't know about you, but like in school, I wasn't necessarily first to be picked when mm-hmm. they had like when they named a random captain in gym class for whatever the game was we were playing that day kickball or yeah you whatever can, you can say last it's fine <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying by the time they got to me no one was even interested you know the gym teacher's not even paying attention anymore so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i was picked by the bench <laughs> <laughs> at least you got picked yeah there you go <laughs> um i'm wondering too because this is happening in vegas i wonder if like w- one team is just gonna be like we don't know who we're going to pick. Let's just spin the wheel. <laughs> tick, 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 tick. Oh, we got a quarterback. We don't even need a quarterback. Yeah, I have no idea how much of science is behind it. They probably put but a lot they, of thought into yeah, this Yeah, they thing, do. Right? But I'm just like, I like that idea. let's though. roll the dice. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Uh, yeah, so I've been in L.A. I mean, I think last we spoke, I, we were, I was recording in another hotel room in Indiana. Show went well. We had a lot of fun. I actually met up with a friend who lives like a little bit of a way that I hadn't seen since uh, like a workshop I did here in Vegas like over 12, t- 10, 12 years ago, something like that, uh, who has his own little magic venue up in Indiana. Mm-hmm. So we kind of met, connected again, and uh, that might be in my future some point with travel and everything like that. Then I hopped on a plane to LAX, and uh, wow, that city, there's a lot to do. And I think I did it all. <laughs> 
<laughs> Tiana said to me, oh, I'm so jealous yeah. of where you were. Mm-hmm. Specifically, I think you were at Disneyland, right? Disneyland One yesterday. Of the yeah, yeah, yeah. I started out just kind of exploring uh, me and a couple friends. We hit up... Um, like like the bar scene for lack of better word just mm-hmm. like we kind of went bar hopping to some of these novelty bars there was a, a beetlejuice bar that was all themed tim burton style we just popped our heads in there we popped into a like a star wars themed bar where apparently it's just not star wars it's a lot of nerdy culture so like they had like you know harry potter memorabilia but it all looks like the cantina from star wars which mm-hmm. you've now seen so you get that reference but uh you know, the little bar where they're all kind of... Okay, you look so confused. It was a while You've ago. You've seen the movie. You've talked about it, it was on a this one, podcast. It was a one-time watch. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, but like uh, apparently like Kevin Smith does like nerd trivia there. So I was like, oh, we are in Hollywood. Look at all these celebrities around. But the thing that you would be interested in, uh, we went to see a late night like funk band, I guess. I, we thought it was going to be a jazz band at a place called uh, Black Rabbit Rose. Okay. Which is um mad they have like a magic theme to the bar. I feel like I've heard of that. Yeah, and they actually have like close up magicians walk around to the table area. Uh we got there right after the magicians were done. Ah, so gotcha. we didn't see anything. You lucked out. <laughs> but we saw a fun little funk band. So that was like my first night in LA. Uh, then I went to the comedy store. I've never been to the comedy store. You said you used to go there all the time. I did quite a few times when yeah. you were um, when you were living in L.A. Mm-hmm. What um, what room? Like I only went to the main room, and mm-hmm. I have thoughts on this. Okay, but what? Well, tell me your experience first, because maybe I won't be so negative. Let me ask you a question: <laughs> Are there two or three rooms? Do There's you know three rooms? Okay, There's the belly room, the OG room, the original room, and um, the main room. Okay. I've been in two of the two of the three rooms, and I don't know which they are. Okay. <laughs> so you went to one of the three. One of the three. Describe the one that you saw, because all right, one of them was really super small, mm-hmm. and the other one was like I saw David Spade in, which was larger. Maybe that's the main room. Or I th- think that's probably the main room. Okay. We were in a big room. There's like a lot of tables, like kind of in the uh, adjacent to the stage. There's like a big kind of proscenium. That might be the main room. Uh, and then there's like character portraits of that like light up of Mm. like laurel and hardy and some other old comedy faces we were in the back like longer tables like you think of traditional comedy club where they're trying to pack people in Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's very the first thing i noticed by the way was as opposed to other comedy clubs the act that just perform introduces the next act. Oh, right. Yep. So there's no MC. Mm -hmm. No one keeps coming out to introduce. And it's sometimes a little awkward because they're like, who's up next? And they're like asking the booth. And they're like, all right, this next guy is great. You know, right, right, right. Um, I was also interested because um, they bring in a lot of like older, like legendary comics that have been around L.A. for a long time. Like they introduced a guy who opened for Frank Sinatra. Whoa. Yeah. So this was like a Friday night, maybe like a best of the Mm -hmm. this comedy store. I went because I want to see Anthony Jeselnik. Okay, But he did not show. Oh, no. He's on the list. It's one of those Mm -hmm. uh, sub lineup subject to change. Sure. He seemed to be the only one that changed. <laughs> uh, see, it was all about the Poppins. You never, yeah. I never knew who was going to be there, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then uh, you, you know, a lot of times the big name would just pop in. I used to go to the small room all the time. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I've seen big names there too. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I was hoping to happen. There was a couple celebrities, comedians there that you know were great, and a couple like people who clearly, you know, like we'll give them a shot, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, but the thing that annoyed me the most, and this is my biggest gripe, and maybe I'm just spoiled by New York. Okay. <laughs> uh, we got sat. I went with a buddy. We were at the end of a long table, and we just had the drunkest women in front of us the okay. whole show. But that's not the venue's fault. No. But the fact that they didn't do anything while they were clearly like loudly talking, wooing when they weren't supposed to woo, everything to them was the funniest thing, even like to the point, Matt, where they were like looking back at us and like trying to hit us on the shoulder, like, come on. Like, oh like, my. And I was like, don't tell me how to react to a comedy show. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you don't like this guy? He's too old. I was like, I think he's funny. I just am not as drunk as you are. <laughs> I feel like I might have been that guy there once. That drunk? I think so. <laughs> well, here's the thing is I think I'm spoiled by the like the comedy seller in New York or just like, like they would have been kicked out within five minutes. Oh, right. Immediately. Right. Well, no, no, no. I wouldn't have been kicked out or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. They were <laughs> so obnoxious. And I mean, 
the other thing the comedy seller does i don't know if you know this that uh, it's a newer policy uh, but they they put your phones in bags oh no no in like those like little mailer bags sure. so that they're you know you just you just have it there so you're not on your phone That's you're not nice. distracting you can enjoy but like at one point my you're buddy, forced to put it in there yeah oh everyone, how do they enforce everyone it? is everyone's just as you're coming in gives you a bag it says put your phone in the bag but everyone does it yeah they won't let you down into the <laughs> cellar until you but then you're holding the bag yeah and you can remove it from the bag if you so choose i mean it's very obvious that when you're it's like the bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah like how is it obvious i mean it's just you can see i mean the wait staff is walking around the whole time okay. so if they see an open bag Oh right! I maybe I, I don't imagine what this bag looks like. Is it like big and pink or something? No, like it's just a, like a gray mailer bag. And how does it close? Like a drawstring? Or? Um, no, it's like uh, zip. You, uh, it's like the uh, the adhesive, so it's like a removable strip. Oh, yeah. So, so it's like, like a one-time seal. Yeah. So when you Ooh. mail it, like uh, you know, through the mail, like ah, those mailing type bags. Now yeah. I understand. Yeah. yeah. So once it's out, it's out, and there's proof that it was out. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 That's fun though. Yeah. I imagine L.A. being an industry city, they probably can't do that as <laughs> agents would get upset or whatever. Yeah, but, uh, right, right. Uh, but no, I just uh, I don't know. I was uh, it kind of spoiled the whole atmosphere for me. So, so you're I, saying they do that in New York, the bags? Yeah. So because these people were on their phone and chatting and drunk, like even like the the wait, waiter was like, I don't know. He didn't really react at all to the, them being like disturbing right. the show and my buddy had to say like you're talking so loud we can't even hear right 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 yeah no that's not good yeah so i'm just saying i'm not gonna you know fault this comedy store completely but i i will give it another chance i'll have to go back give it one more yeah, shot i guess see some more i'm glad they yeah. didn't shut me up that time i was there <laughs> i w i wish i was there now i don't i haven't seen you in that i was in a long time <laughs> That wasn't that bad, but like mm -hmm. I felt like um, the comedian was talking to me, but he was talking to the audience for the most part. But like I was, I felt the need to interact a little bit. Oh, but like I felt like I was adding to the show. I wasn't like, yeah. you know, I wasn't like saying lines of dialogue, but mm -hmm. like I was sort of uh, adding a little bit of color to the to the conversation. I, I didn't even expect this at all from you, Matt. I was being excited a, being a performer yourself when you know you want the show to happen and. I mean, you you do allow a little byplay. I do like those from your audiences. Yeah, so that well, makes it was a little sense. It was but. just one of those things where I felt like the audience wasn't giving enough. Mm -hmm. It was like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, and the comedian may or may not have been David Spade, and <laughs> <laughs> so that same time, but yeah. like he referenced hermits, hermits, sure, and like that's a band, yeah, like but a, it's like super, um, yeah. like an oldies thing, yeah. and nobody uh, reacted. Oh yeah. So I felt the need to like give a little love to the oh, hermits, hermits. I, I think it was that sort fine. of thing. It's that not, sort yeah. of vibe. It's not interrupting the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, no, yeah, it was good. <laughs> the the face you just made made me think otherwise. Well, there was another situation where he was like telling a story where he's like, "We all have that friend who blah blah blah," and uh -huh. like he went into like describing yeah. the faults of this person. You know, we yeah. all have that friend sort of thing. That was like the gist. And uh, like as like he was saying that, I was pointing to my friend saying, that's him. Okay. So Again, that's sort of, you know. You're not distracting too much. From no, I don't show. think yeah, so. Yeah. But it's still, I kind of walked out like, oh, boy, that was, that was a strong drink. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's amazing. Yeah, that's so yeah. good. Um, I'm curious how you would react to this other show I went to. Uh, that night after, I took a little solo trek because this was a show I had heard about. Um, called the Tomorrow Show. I haven't heard of this. No. This is. Uh, it was very bizarre. It's one of these like kind of. It it made me feel at home in like these weird improv sketch shows that I go to. Uh, you know, back in New York. Uh, you know, through either UCB or whatever. But um, this was in a theater that I don't. I can't even tell you where in LA. I don't know the geography of LA at all. But it was a theater, and it starts at midnight, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it was just a weird character showcase i okay. want to say uh it's just people coming out doing the most weird bizarre off the wall comedy and each act is different you never know what you're gonna get uh i d i didn't even realize it's, it's it's hosted by a guy named ron lynch who's i think has some roots in boston 
uh, but he's out in L.A. And I've never met him. I have reached out to him. But the uh, host I thought was Ron Lynch, I found out after the show, was just a bit of another guy since Ron Lynch couldn't be there. He was Ron Lynch from, like, 1982, oh. dressed in, like, old-school comedy attire. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, as soon as I introduced myself, I was like, nice to meet you, Ron. He's like, oh, I'm not actually Ron. And I was like, oh, I get the bit now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So that was kind of fun and awkward. But right. he did a thing where he had like a voiceover going on and talking about like almost per- picture speaking of Disney, like from the future, telling about like what the time was like back when stand up comedy had the boom. Right. So he had like this animatronic track or like this voiceover track talking about like people would talk to the audience. Right. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. he's doing animatronics like he's a robot and mm-hmm. like doing one of those <laughs> Disney shows. Bizarre stuff like that. That's what I'm saying. Very you love funny. it. It's that's right up your alley. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you do. There was a comedian who's like, "Oh, welcome the next comedian who just recently had a head wound." And he comes up with his head bandaged up, and he's like, "I can only remember things, you know, 30 minutes ago, and everything else is a blank." And I guess I'm supposed to be here, and I have the set list, and I guess these are my jokes, and we're gonna try and, you know, I'm I'm not doing this justice, but I'm giving you the premise of each of them. Sure. Uh, and he's just like reading the jokes he's like this is not what i would say like someone's playing a gag at me like right so like there's that word there's a weird bizarre like horror writer that was sort of a spoof on edgar Allan poe there was this sea captain that just like started telling everyone to like you know storm the hatches and (laughs) they brought a giant fan and spraying water all over but the strangest one (laughs) They're like, all right, we've got a drop in from a, a ventriloquist. He's very funny. He's just in California vacationing. He just came from the beach with his family. So let's welcome so and so. And he comes out and he's covered head to toe in a sunburn. Oh my God. <laughs> and he's walking so slowly to the microphone, holding a box that clearly has his ventriloquist puppet in it. And he's just like, right oh my the god the whole time this is like took 20 minutes wow. this whole thing and he like got someone up on the stage to remove his uh like shirt he's like this is just hurting so much do you mind and, like he's covered right whatever makeup he was using it was so convincing right it looked like a real sunburn <laughs> yeah and wow. then just like he slowly goes through the whole bit and he's he's like all right my hand is also burning so be very careful can you put it on my hand and he's just like <laughs> Imagine the dedication to like do the head to toe makeup like that to look like you have a sunburn. I'd rather just sit in the sun. (laughs) Maybe he did. It might have been a real sunburn. But the thing that was amazing is what you're saying is each of these performers who came out doing these weird, bizarre characters. Again, reminds me of some of these character showcases I've seen. But like the commitment to them is unreal mm-hmm. and uh, i was i was glad i saw it they do it every week so i was like i gotta it has gonna the be a summer guy is there every week i don't know probably not i think they're probably do different characters but okay. the show is weird and different every week and nice. those are kind of one of those things i was like i gotta put this on my radar for next time i'm in la so, oh, so it's a recommend for sure then yeah, but you gotta be in the right state of mind. You gotta oh. you gotta be okay with uncomfortableness and weirdness like a similar state of mind that i watched david spade yeah, it <laughs> helps probably if you're a bit tipsy. <laughs> um, so that was the next day in L.A. And uh, do we want to pause here? And uh, before we get to uh, the things that, you know, related to a podcast called Mind Over Magic. <laughs> yeah, I guess we could do a, a quick pause. Yeah, let's uh, jump over. We're going to do riddles. Diddle me this. Diddle me this. Diddle me that will Eric end up stumping Matt Riddles. Okay, I don't know if this technically qualifies as a riddle, and I don't know if you're going to think it's a butt riddle or not. Okay. But here we go. 10 equals 25. Okay. 35 equals 75. Okay. 50 equals 105. Okay. What does 25 equal? I'll give you that again for you and the listeners. Okay. Um, so if 10 equals 25, mm-hmm. 35 equals 75, mm-hmm. 50 equals 105, what does 25 equal? 25, I think I know, because I think it's in the first sentence. 25 equals 10. Yep, that's the riddle. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, All I think right. they were trying to like set up this sort of, uh, you know, kind of misleading, mm -hmm. uh, you know, figuring out a pattern between mm -hmm. the numbers. It's like, what do you add to each one to mm -hmm. make the next one? So you're going to do the same. You think you're going to do the same for the next one. Right. But then because of the transitive property in math. Yes. If 10 equals 25, then 25 also equals 10. Facts. I don't know. Is it a good riddle? I liked it. Okay, you liked yeah, it. Yeah, I liked it. And I got it right. So, so that's bias. Which is good, by the way. We've both been on a terrible losing streak. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see if I can uh, change my luck around with some trivia. Matt picks up the question, then he stares at it. Eric's at the ready. Time to use his wit. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Trivia, pressure, trivia. I broke the rules this week. You broke the rules. What does that mean, even? It means that this trivia question that I stumbled across mm -hmm. is not really a trivia question. Is it a riddle? It might tiptoe into the riddle territory. <laughs> okay. All right. And it Well, since mine wasn't necessarily a riddle, so... <laughs> and it might tiptoe into a riddle that you've heard. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I... I have six eggs. You have six eggs. Okay. I broke two. Mm hmm I cooked two. Mm hmm And I ate two. Yeah. How many eggs do I have? This is... I feel like this is a riddle. <laughs> um... Well, let's see. Let me, let me... Since we're switching it up on each other, let me think and talk it out like you do. Um... All right. So you broke two, you cooked two, and you ate two. How many do you have? You started with six. Allow me to read the riddle. Yeah. Riddle. Riddle. <laughs> the clear riddle. <laughs> All right. I have six eggs. Mm -hmm. I broke two. Mm -hmm. I cooked two. Mm -hmm. I ate two. Yes. How many eggs do I have? Now, see, this is the thing where I'm overthinking because <laughs> I think I know what the answer is supposed to be, <laughs> but now I'm on the word have. Okay. <laughs> How many did you have is different than have. So I'm going to say the answer is four. You have four, and this is my logic, because you broke two, which you do when you start cooking eggs. So then you cook those same two, then you ate those same two. Then you have four left. Have you not heard this? I we might have done it. No, a long I don't time. think we've I done it. I think we've done it. No, oh, you, no, I don't think I, we've done I it. I haven't heard it. Okay. before. Okay. unless we've done it on this podcast. <laughs> I came across this uh, yesterday or today, and it was like sort of viral a couple of years ago as a meme sort of sort of thing. But here's where I would switch it out because have how many did I ha do I have is like do you have to eat? Do you see what I'm saying? I have six eggs. <laughs> So that's the start. Okay, you, the answer's four. I think. The most popular answer is not four. The most popular answer? Well, because there's controversy on this riddle. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that is not the answer we were looking for. That is not. But it makes sense, right? It could. Oh. Do you want me to read the explanation? Okay. The answer is six. Because no one says, oh, wait. Because of the use of past and present tense in the riddle. Because of have. Oh, this is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so they're saying... The riddle states that you have six eggs, which is using a present clause. You then go on to state that you broke, cooked, and ate, all past tense, mm -hmm. a number of eggs. Right. This is using a past clause. The words broke, cooked, and ate are all past tense, therefore implying that these eggs are separate to the six that you have. Currently have, which is kind of like a transitive property that you start with the first sentence. <laughs> It was very similar. Very, very similar. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, that's a butt riddle. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I love that I can lean over and hit that button. Now. I know. That was, yeah, that's, it's quite the power, isn't it? It, it is. It is. Um, but yeah, no, no. Okay. I, but uh, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's that one thing of like what the riddle's implying and what it's not. You're allowed and, to call it a butt riddle. Okay, I do it all the time. <laughs> I do enough. it all the time. Fair enough. Well, let's. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about my trip to LA because I went to 
The Magic Castle. How was that? Now, you've been there before, but how was it? I have been. Yeah. Uh, the last time I realized I performed there oh. was like nine years ago. Wow. Time flies. My own one and only time. I've only performed there once. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was nice. I did run into uh, Jack, who's the booker there, yep. and he was talking to me, maybe getting me back in. And I was like, yeah, if timing works out and I have have some material to do there sure mm-hmm. i'll uh, i'll consider it but we uh went with a whole group of people it was like a little new york reunion because uh i had some friends who lived in new york who kind of are bi-coastal in la and also um our friend adam blumenthal from tannin's magic camp yeah or tannin's the magic store mm-hmm. uh tannin's magic camp is coming up so that's on my mind he was there so he joined our little posse and then we Hit up um, the close-up room with uh, John Gustafaro. Oh, nice. Yeah, which was a lot of fun. Uh, and then we saw he was a sort of a mentalist out of um, Lima, Peru in the parlor. He did okay. a lot of mentalism. I would say more mental magic, maybe. Okay. Uh, because he started with a, a production of a hamburger. That is That is right out of Corinda. Yeah, it's not mentalism. Sorry for really. the magic reference joke yeah. there, but yeah, 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 no, yeah, it's not exactly mentalism. <laughs> yeah, was I, it a, was it predicted? Was it like someone thought of a food off a menu okay. and then pulled it off the menu? Okay, magic, kind of. magic, mental magic meets magic. Yeah, mentalism yeah, yeah. meets magic. He was very charismatic. It was fun oh, to good. watch him uh, as well. Uh, there was a moment which is very interesting for us to learn. There's a technique. I'm not going to go to the specifics, but uh, uh, the person, uh, a friend of mine, who I brought. She was brought uh, up on stage to help, and then in the process had to learn a little bit of how a oh. method works. Oh, sure, yeah, that's and a I thing. think it kind of spoiled her experience a little bit. Is she non-magi? Yeah, oh, just okay. a lay person, mm-hmm. and uh, so kind of having that little wool pulled from your eyes. I think I think you got to be careful if you're using those types of methods, which is one of those reasons I stay away from those. I was gonna methods. say I don't play that game. Yeah, I don't play that game either. Because I want that person to experience a moment. There is a there is a way for you know to feel like oh we're both in the, on this together creating the magic, and I think that's different. Much different. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to throw that out because I think that's an interesting thing that we got to really think about how that affects a, a person's experience. Do you sacrifice one person for the the whole of the audience, or I'd rather get that one person to be as amazed as well. Yeah, right? I just don't play. It's a, that that type of method doesn't appeal to me. Exactly. I'm not against other people doing it. Same. Just yeah. doesn't appeal. I agree. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we saw the Palace Show, which was uh, a a guy named Dave Kovac. I've never heard of. I think okay. I have his name right. Uh, he was very fast and funny, and like incorporated juggling and like all these quick one liners. Uh, very very unique. I really enjoyed his performance. And then he introduced, uh, you'll know the name, Dale Salwak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, School of Magic. Yeah, he taught the Chavez School of Magic mm-hmm. of Manipulation. So it's just, he's been doing this a long time. He came out and did all these classics, just amazing card manipulation, billiard balls, um, coins, mm-hmm. and even uh, a little floating ball, the zombie ball. Wow. And it was just great to see the classics done well, classically. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, so we had a good time, and of course we saw Irma. Yep, the for piano. our listeners who don't know, the what piano it, that plays herself. You request songs. There is a ghost playing the piano oh. in the Magic Castle. <laughs> That's how it should be explained. <laughs> Who's invisible? Invisible <laughs> Irma. <laughs> you request songs, and the piano plays. It's one request. of my favorite parts about the Magic Castle. I know we just hung out there for a while, and since I had just seen Elton John not too long ago, I was like, let's do Crocodile Rock. There you and go. Irma knows it. Speaking of Elton John, I saw John Legend. Yes, I want to hear about this. Well, uh, we're doing a lot of show reviews today, but I guess that's fine. Yeah, I mean, again, it's all tangentially related to our entertainment lifestyle. So we see shows so that we can pull things from them. Well, that sounds like a thief, but that's not what you mean. No, to get inspired (laughs) of like production or like things, how they're affecting the audience and how we can recreate the same. To get on the other side, right? Yeah, to feel the audience experience, yeah, too. Yeah, to feel the... That's that's part of it. Well, anyway, I went to a really big show. What are you going to steal from John Legend? The songs? <laughs> Maybe his piano. I don't know. I, I mean, look. If Ooh, it, if it plays by itself, John if, Legend. If it were in here right now, you'd try to take it home. Do you, can you imagine John Legend gets up from the piano and it's still playing? Irma's there. Irma's there. <laughs> 
not a bad transition, by the way. Yeah. Is that right? With the that Irma was pretty thing? good. Um, so I saw a really big show, which was his, and a really small, a small, intimate show, which was an interactive thing called Speed of Dark. Yeah, I want to hear all about that, too. I was thinking about I you might the whole have time. To do I was that thinking, while I was, I'm here. I was yeah. thinking, this has got Eric Dittleman written mm-hmm. all over it. You're going to be right at this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I don't, even, I don't even know how to explain it, really. And I don't know that I want to spoil too much, but uh, you go downtown to the Arts District. Mm-hmm. It's an interactive, immersive theater piece, from what I gathered from the few photos and videos you posted. Yeah, you go downtown, and you look up the address, and your GPS takes you there and you look around and go, I don't see it. And you drive past it four times and then you park and then you walk and <laughs> Is you that find part it. of the experience. I think so. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Feels like you just got lost, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's hard to find. Okay. <laughs> uh, but once you're there, uh, you know, you get your tickets online ahead of time. You show up and I don't know, it's hard to tell. Maybe there were 20 or 30 people. Um, and yeah, you go in and the, you're surrounded by the experience. So it's happening above you to the sides below um, and there are actors, acrobats participating in this performance. It's heavily reliant on a storyline, which is told through the actors and projection. Oh, yeah. Lots of cool projection stuff That's where like cool. the humans are interacting with the projection. That which sounds is, like, awesome. Really, really yeah. awesome. Um, I'll tell you the one thing I had. It's very, very similar to your comedy store thing. Oh, yes, please. So on the way in, they say... If you're comfortable sitting on the floor and you're the type of person who likes to be close to the action, we ask that you do that or crouch down. Right. And they just kind of like graze past it, but they do say it. Mm-hmm. Did you do that? Every single room we went to, because you move about to different rooms as performances take place in different places, right? Mm-hmm. It was always the same couple of people <laughs> that had, to, not kids, I'm talking adults. Mm-hmm. That had to be worked their way to the very, very front and sit down and not sit. Not sit. Oh, not sit. Stand. Oh, they were I, hogging the experience. It just drove me nuts. I'm sure that because a lot of it's happening like low, like mm-hmm. a lot of stuff is on the ground. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it, that disappointed me. I felt That's like someone bad. working there should have been like, can you see move you, or sit down? Every single room I went to, same guy. Uh, I'll tell you in a, a moment about a, a show I saw at Disneyland where we. We're right at the front, and we sat. Yeah. We sat down and watched. Yeah, so I mean, it's just a courtesy thing. They also set it on the way in, and like there were kids there, like that yeah. would have like been short enough to be in the front row and not have to sit even, you know. What we're saying <laughs> to our listeners here is be a good audience member. <laughs> Where be aware that it affects the rest of people's viewing pleasure. Maybe humans aren't good enough for this type of performance, or I was just there on a day where there happened to be a couple of. No, you just said humans blanket statement. <laughs> Should I have worded that differently? Maybe just those particular those humans. Those particular humans. <laughs> well, I just wonder, is it like 90% of the shows, there's always that one person? I don't know. Maybe. Right? There's that one friend. Yeah. I'm sure maybe it happens in your show too, and you just don't notice. Like, Well, they're, how, all, they're seated. Yeah, they're seated, but there's like obnoxious people maybe, and they maybe. just don't see. I don't know. That This brings me to another thing. Oh. John Legend. Obnoxious no. person. No, 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 no. <laughs> Very low energy. You, I didn't realize he sings all ballads. If you think about it, he has a slew right. of hits, but they're yes. ballads. Yep. And I've been to a lot of opening events at the Zappos Theater here in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And it was, but it's Backstreet Boys, J Lo, yeah. Pitbull. I mean, yeah. everything's up tempo. I saw his like ads at the airport when I came in. I was like, oh yeah, I think Matt just went there. And I'm mm-hmm. like, should I check that out? Do I have time to check out John Legend while I'm in Vegas? I don't think I do. No. <laughs> um, but anyway, there's. There was no pit, like GA, general admission in the front. Okay, they yeah. were seats, you know? Mm-hmm. And and the only time I've seen seats in that area before, I guess two times. Once when we did AGT Live there. Sure. Right? And then once when I saw Lionel Richie there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right? You yeah. know, um, older following, yep. prefer to sit, the whole thing. It's not like a mm-hmm. GA. Uh, There's no mosh pit happening. No mosh pit happening, <laughs> right. But still, Lionel has a ton of up-tempo songs. Yeah. So this was the first time I've seen something that was like really, really low-key. So it was just interesting, and it added texture to my experiences mm-hmm. that I've seen in that room before. Yeah. Were there people just randomly standing and blocking your view? Nope. Okay, just checking. Nope. Not a lot of that. A lot of sitting and listening, you know? Sipping I coffee. I feel like it's that's more okay at a concert, because there were definitely times when I saw Elton... Uh, you know, we were everyone was sitting around us in the section, but then at times people would just stand. And I yeah. think people just got it. Like you're here at a concert, you want to see and just experience that. If the music's danceable, you have the right to dance. Yeah, that's you know? 
That is a good quote. <laughs> <laughs> the right to dance is the episode title. <laughs> and uh, if it is, if the comedy is danceable, you have a right. To <laughs> no, you do not. <laughs> I don't even know if, where that was if going. If the magic is danceable, <laughs> I'm just thinking about the other venues where where people are having to justify their obnoxious behaviors. If the right. shadows are danceable, you have the right to, <laughs> yeah. to stand. Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, yeah. Just be a good audience member. Be, be, audience be aware member. of people around you. Uh, be a good person. Uh, that's cool. But you like the show? The concert was amazing. He's got a phenomenal voice. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, wh- uh, th- I was going to transition just to transition to something else. Back, well, back to LA. I could tell you something interesting. Please. So because I'm stammering over. That's all fine. <laughs> I I went to another event on my one day off. I went to uh, uh, like an award ceremony. Mm. Now, this is the third time getting this award from the concierge folks. I just want to say, by the way, for all of our listeners who listened th- all through the pandemic when nothing was going on, mm-hmm. boy, me and Matt have been living life for the cast. We sure <laughs> we, have. This, this podcast is just all of the crazy events we've done. So you went to an award ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Southern Nevada Hospitality Concierge Association. Ooh, yes. I have absolutely no idea like how this works or the voting or anything, but somehow this is like the third time. I don't know if it's fair to say in a row because 2020 and 2021, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think they had it, but 2018, 2019 and 2022, they, uh, you know, call and say, Hey, you won best headliner, but there's a stipulation though. I was about to say congrats, but now I'm... No, no, I mean, it is. It's congrats. a big, de- It's a big, big deal. It's <laughs> really exciting. But I'm awesome. actually not bringing this up as a brag, honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure. bringing it up because it's so <laughs> funny. What's the stipulation? The, literally, and they give you a beautiful plaque. But let me tell you what the plaque says. Every year. I can't wait. The wording never changes. Best non-musical headliner. Wow. So this is so funny to me because, like, well, first of all, how do you know I'm not musical? Maybe I maybe I am musical, right? Number one. Yeah. Maybe you just bust out a guitar in the show. No, or? I don't. But <laughs> number two, back in 2018 when I got the award, I was like, oh, I, I get it. You know, yeah. like you know, uh, you know, we'll never really know if I beat Elton John, right? <laughs> it says non-musical. <laughs> They're referring to non-music acts. Yeah, yeah. Like legends and stuff. Right, right, you know. right. So okay, but then this time I was there in person. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, I don't recall there being an award for a music-related <laughs> act. So they only give away they awards. They just to felt not- the need to specify that I'm non-musical <laughs> every year. <laughs> but anyway. That is kind of funny. Yeah, right? I mean, it looks hilarious. Yeah. Like, on the actual thing, on the plaque. Non- it's so musical. funny. Yeah. You should, like, cover up the non-part and be like, I don't Best know why I got musical headliner? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You know what that reminds me of is um, Weekends with Adele. Did I tell you this? That no. was the name of her residency. Oh, no. And she, like, sort of famously yeah. canceled or postponed or whatever her Vegas residency, and it was mm-hmm. a big deal because people had to cancel their flights, what have you. People online are so smart. Humans are smart. Blanket mm-hmm. term again. Uh, but they started, they Photoshopped the, the, the yeah. Weekends with Adele to say Weekends without Adele. That's a great. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> anyway, so uh, what what else did you have going on in L.A. before you got to Vegas? Um, I had a, the most amazing experience, and uh, I got to have lunch with a legend. Ah, I saw the photo. In our field. Yeah. Uh, thanks to our friend Ben Seidman kind of set it up. Oh, I thought you were talking about Ben Seidman. No. <laughs> no, hey! <laughs> He's great. He's not ben, a legend. Ben, we love you. He's not a legend in our field. Yet. A John legend in our field. <laughs> um, this is the first mentalist I ever saw on TV. Yeah, same. And he is just so prolific in his career television all over the world uh and the just the, his knowledge base of magic and mentalism he's like a just an encyclopedia but the uh the world famous max maven mm-hmm. uh and i i've met him in passing a few times at magic conventions i had a little bit of interaction with him while you know editing the um uh magazine for the or the newsletter for the pea he was happy to submit but uh, this is my first time to actually sit down and have a meal with him. And PEA, Psychic Entertainers Association. Psychic Entertainers Association, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but uh, just to share food and chat and That's catch beautiful. up with him. And 
you know, hear his thoughts on magic and some of the projects he's working on. And, and you know each other, but this is the first time sit, again to sit down something yeah, like this. Yeah. yeah, and even like, you know, just having... You know, he saw me that one time I was at the castle yep. nine years ago. Right. And I just remember I even told him the story is like I look out and there's Max in the audience and he just comes up to like congratulate me after the show. And I'm just like literally stammering in mm -hmm. front of, you know, this legend because he's like, this is a guy that's so famous in my world and, you know, has such an impact. I like felt like I made a fool of myself. And he was like kind of was flattered when I told him the story and was laughing about it. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And just to like even get him laughing with some mentalist specific jokes that only sure. mentalists would know, you know that right, that right. kind of stuff. So oh, it was it was one of those lunches I'll remember for a lifetime. I'm so happy for yeah. you. No, that's such an amazing thing. And like it, it, we don't realize it when we're living it, but like if you were to write a memoir, yeah, in X amount of years, whatever. I mean, that's got to be in there. You have to remember. Mm -hmm. Like I hope you remember it or write it down or like, yeah. you know, cause a lot of times the little details at least escape me. Yeah. And then I look back and go, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I did this and this and that happened. Like that's such a special moment that that definitely should be well, remembered and documented in some way. Well, it's anyone who you look up to or like is like, again, a legend in your field. You don't often meet your heroes. Right. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and to be able to say like, I actually met and sat with him. And I mean, you've met so many of your heroes throughout the years. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were lucky enough to have this, you know, I don't know if it's just even level of success or just like we're finally connected enough to the community that like we have these opportunities that like I definitely don't take for granted. No, don't know? take it for granted. But almost like it's so hard to realize in the moment, like how mm -hmm. big of a deal something like that is. Yeah, I yeah. think I think. it. Yeah, like It'll, I'll give you an example. I was listening to an audiobook recently. Mm -hmm. Really? It's kind of random, but Richard Marks. Uh, he's a singer songwriter yeah, okay. and he's he's had big hits himself and he also wrote a lot of songs for other artists that are very very famous and sang background a lot of famous songs before he was a solo guy anyway mm -hmm. he's uh I, w I was listening to his audiobook and uh he was like telling all these stories about you know how lionel richie got him into the business because he heard this tape he recorded when he was a teenager and yeah and then he went in the the studio and met so and so from the eagles and and he couldn't believe he was there when luther vandross was there and like i'm like Again, just the people who pop up that you're like, what? Like, but all of it was relatable to me. The names were different mm -hmm, in my in, mm -hmm. in my head in my stories. But like, oh yeah, like that really is uh, a, a shocking, awesome moment. And like, the the luncheon with Max Maven. I mean, incredible. Yeah, like teenage you doesn't really believe that's happening. That's ever gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And yeah. And uh, it's just so. It was just such that amazing experience. And I think. Ben for kind of connecting us mm -hmm. and letting that happen and mm -hmm. oh wow yeah I'll have the photo forever too oh, yeah so great so great oh, I'm, like, I'm so happy for I'm you. cloud nine for that so yeah. uh, what else did I do in LA I did a lot Matt I did so much went to a show at Dynasty Typewriter which is a comedy venue like uh, there's a big Netflix is a joke festival coming up in LA and I apparently just missed it uh, by a week by being too early but all these comedians are coming in town but Dynasty Typewriter is a cool venue where we actually saw it was a strange show it was like a talk show format with uh, again a kind of a character show uh, but uh, they had a, like a comedian on and then they had Tim from Tim and Eric no no Tim and Eric okay great and uh, we'll move on <laughs> and uh, <laughs> And no, Matt and Eric. And uh, <laughs> that wasn't that funny, but thank you for laughing. <laughs> Tim, Tim and Eric, awesome show, was like a very popular sketch and weird, bizarre comedy show on like Adult Swim. Uh, so he was one of those guys. Uh, he does a lot of things. He played, he was strange. He just like played the guitar and sang a real song. Like he's a m musician, comedian, and actor. I love that you go, I'm so, not going to go into it. And, and then, then you I go into it. it. <laughs> no, I really don't mind. It's hilarious. But, but the reason we bought a ticket was for to see David Cross. Oh, yeah. You know, I saw you posted a picture of that. I love David Cross. Yeah, especially yeah. after just reading the Bob Odenkirk book and I'm rewatching a lot of Mr. Show. So mm -hmm. seeing David Cross and uh, I mean, it's the, the format of the show is like a talk show, but it's not being televised. Right. And the guy's playing a character that's kind of like, yeah, like laid back and like, I don't know. Anyway, but the uh, the celebrities on the show were just like, what is the show? And seeing them squirm and like figuring out what the show was. Mm -hmm. That was pretty funny. That's great. Yeah. So I did that, and then I went to Disneyland, mm -hmm. and that's what Tiana was jealous of. Yeah, yeah, she always wants to be doing anything Disney related. 
Uh, yeah, we uh, I I never had done the big st- new Star Wars ride, so that was a mm-hmm. treat. It was broken two times. We tried to do it. Oh, like I, previous trips? No, oh. this trip. So we had, you went on. We it. had a whole game planned, and then I got sidetracked because the, the ride is down. We came back, mm-hmm. ride was down. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> no, if that thing's down, well, I'm, it takes. I'm not going I heard on. it's like. Well, th- it's a different, it's a unique ride. It's not like a roller coaster. It's kind of like, uh, oh. I don't want to ex- spoil it. Not VR either. Okay. It's a kind of a unique uh, style of ride. And you're literally like going through some amazing Star Wars scenes that right. are happening. But uh, apparently it takes like a lot of time to boot up after they reset it. <laughs> but it's. Is, well, you wouldn't like it because it's Star Wars anyway. No, but any ride that goes down, I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm ever going on that ride. <laughs> if I hear about it going down while I'm present there, uh, I don't well, know. Well, I just heard it's like it's more of like a communication error of like everything halts mm. and there's safety things. What if that happens while I'm on it? Then you just get stuck for a little while. Yo, hey, you say like it's no big deal. Yeah, then I, you just get stuck for a little while. I've been stuck on a ride once a couple times. I stopped taking the elevator up to my theater. Really? I don't take the elevator anymore. In case it gets stuck? Yeah. Really? I am not going to be the guy who cancels a show because I'm stuck in an elevator. <laughs> I've taken it for years. This is hilarious to Yeah. Me. 1,800 shows, I took the elevator. And for the last 100 and, and moving forward, mm-hmm. stairs. And they never wow. get easier. I feel like Rocky Balboa by the time I get up there. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> not even the escalator. No. No stairs. And I just made a movie reference. Aren't you proud of me? I, yeah. <laughs> I think our entire listenership is applauding <laughs> that it was a warranted movie reference. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, that, it's so fun to do um, the parks and go back and forth. We went back and forth to Disney California Adventure where they yep. have the new um, Avengers Campus. So mm-hmm. it's all the Marvel characters that are themed. And this is what the part I wanted to bring up because there is some magic involved, Matt. Oh, There's okay. Not just Disney magic. There's magic. So the show we went and we sat down in the front was the Doctor Strange show. Who's okay. the Sorcerer Supreme, played by Benedict Cumberbatch. The actor looked just like him, sounded just like him. Spoiler alert, it's not really Doctor Strange. But... He comes out. Kind of like the comedy show you saw where the host wasn't really the host. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he comes out. He made a ring and put it in a box. There's a whole storyline of some sort of ancient artifact that fit the Marvel theory. And then he just like, we got to change the matter of it. And then it became flowers in a little glass block. box. Like in the box? Yeah. So you put the ring in like a clear box? Yep. And then it visually changes? Visually changes that sounds fun. flowers. Was it spring flowers like type thing? Like yeah, little confetti flowery things. Mm. Then, and if you're a non-magician, I'm referring to the fall. Yeah, I mean, I'm referring to the season of spring. Exactly. And if you're a magician, I'm referring to spring flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite those, but okay. uh, there later on, they were looking for this staff, and then he pulled a staff out of a small little container, and it got long and like extending. a ten foot pole. A ten foot pole. Whoa! And then my favorite was. He, they were trying to find where the staff was. This is spoiler for, by the way, for anyone who sees the show. But it does change because I did see an early video of Doctor Strange on YouTube, and it was completely different. Easy magic to do. <laughs> <laughs> so they changed it to other sort of easy magic to do. Okay. But I was a little mind blown that he did a piece from my virtual show. <laughs> well, and you kind of know it too because I adapted it in a way. But he had all these different locations of different realms across the multiverse of Asgard and, you know, Wakanda and so forth. All these little symbols. And they were in a circle. And he had everyone in the audience think of one of the places to start and to count around. Oh, an interactive piece. An interactive piece. Mm-hmm. So those were the only magic he did. It <laughs> was the whole magic show. Well, there was more to the show. It wasn't just for the magic. That was yeah. Just the there was a little bit of a storyline, and he comes out and he's doing like the whole sling ring thing, where it creates a little portal, and Thor showed up at one point. Mm-hmm. There, there was magic in Speed of Dark, Ooh. but like not really. But like certain certain things are magical mm-hmm. that like fool you because you're mm-hmm. not re- you're not watching yeah. it for magic, and then all of a sudden like the projection of a sword is a sword, like that sort of thing. That's cool. Yeah, and then there were also 
some version of what I would call delights. Yeah. Okay. But those were a running theme for a little while. Interesting. Yeah. Now, is it? Do you think magic has more of an impact when you're not expecting it, or mm. do you think it's just a different frame of mind going in expecting a magic show and being blown away by a magic show, or having? It seems like a lot of these kind of interacting experiences, whether it's that uh, shadow show you saw or like Marvel trying to incorporate. You know, Disney wants to incorporate a lot of magic too, but in unexpected ways. You know, we I did the Haunted Mansion is a great example of using a lot of magic techniques right. in that immersive. I think know. people, it's all like on the perspective, people view it totally differently. So, like, I don't think anyone is walking out of Speed of Dark noting that there was really any magic. Yeah. But we know that there were elements pulled from the magic world that were there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of an example of how, like, in a magic show pulls from something else, but you wouldn't call it. Like, I wish I could think of a good example where like magic borrows from another art form, but you wouldn't call it a, it's kind of like if there's like some like light elements of comedy in a magic show, but still no one walked out calling it a comedy show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that like, makes sense. That, like, but it's, this was even more subdued because it was yeah. like very few and far in between, but it was cool. Magical. What was related because I, I don't know if our listeners know that the, like the, in the haunted mansion with the ghosts in that little ballroom scene, they're dancing uh, that came from a magic principle. Right. And it was neat that I got to be at the castle, the magic castle the day before, because in the magic castle, they have the original diorama of that little property, that principle that was used to sell Walt Disney on this idea of ghosts floating around. You're so allowed they, to say. Oh, yeah. The Pepper's Ghost. Pepper's is a, Ghost. It's a, yeah. It's a, it's a well, pretty well-known yeah, um, I mean, someone would have to look that up if they really wanted to. And like concerts and all these other big <laughs> yeah. things use it now. But um, they they have the original model in the Magic Castle downstairs yes. in the basement. Yeah, yeah, I've seen. Yeah. So it's, it's fun to, that I got to see that and that I got to immediately go the next day to Disneyland and see it, the live version. Right, right. I don't know. It was a lot of fun. I, 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 enjoy, I enjoy myself a Pepper's Ghost. Yeah, yeah. that's great. So. Uh, very magical all around. I could probably live in Avengers Campus. I bet you could <laughs> fit right in. I wouldn't even know where I was if I woke up there. See, I I'm, wouldn't even know it was Avengers. You wouldn't know this, like Spider Man and oh, he's an Avenger. Yeah, I didn't know he was there part of that. Oh, because like Avengers is a is a team. combination of superheroes from different team th- team of. So like, is superhero. Batman in there? No, that's that's DC, Matt. How dare you? Oh, I didn't realize the Batman was a <laughs> was a uh, competitor. That's that's not Marvel. Oh no, <laughs> I, it's like mentioning McDonald's at Burger King. Right? Good exactly, idea. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, well, we should wrap up, Matt. But uh, I mean, I, we're gonna have more to talk about now that I'm in Vegas. I already have some Vegas stories from my lift ride here. Yeah. <laughs> but um, and there's also stuff we didn't get to that we'll get to on the next one, mm-hmm. um, like magic stuff. We had a couple of magic things that we'll get to in the next episode. Oh, one cool. of them had to do with uh, uh, magic. A little, little bit of a magic controversy, if you recall. Yes. Just a little teaser for yeah. the next episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, also an interesting article that yes. we saw that pertained to magic that uh, we could touch on. Uh, I guess it had to do with, just as a teaser, had to do with um, people that don't like magic and yep. what, it, what it says about them. There's actually scientific research about that. Absolutely. Yeah. So that'll be kind of fun to dive into on the next one. But um, And we'll talk all about Scoop Fest, which is why I'm here in mm-hmm. Vegas as well, mm-hmm. uh, to see how that performance goes. So we're going to try to squeeze in another in-person episode while we're here. Before uh, I leave. Before you leave yeah. Vegas. Um, and if that doesn't happen, the next one will be remote. But either way, this mm-hmm. is awesome. This is fun. Thanks for making the time to do it. I'm so glad it worked out uh, the way that it did. And thank you all for hanging with us and listening to us. Coming to you from Vegas. Yeah, but we can't end without our goals, Bat, lest you forget. Mm, <laughs> you I, was, I was so on a roll there. <laughs> you were just trying to wrap, wrap it up. So on a roll. It was uh, almost over. <laughs> daily, daily practice mindfulness and read those magic books. Yeah, I've been doing less of the reading, but the mindfulness is still very much active on the daily, so I'm happy about that. Well, but I brought the book with me. Oh, great. So it's literally in my bag. Fantastic. Yeah. So that you're going to continue that for next time? Yes. Great. <laughs> Mine are going to carry over as oh, well. Yes. Mine was to read one book, which I've been on the road. Did not do that. Do you have it with you? I do have it with me. See, we both did it. <laughs> and the other one that was to go to the Magic Castle, which I did. 
Awesome. So I'll I'll do another one from Vegas uh, to have a good show at Scoop Fest. All right. To have yeah. a good show at the draft. To have a good. Can we say we're going to be at the Scoop Fest thing with the trivia? Or? Uh, by the time this comes out, yeah, it'll be too late. Hey, we're doing trivia at Scoop Fest on Saturday. Yeah, me and <laughs> me and Matt. Matt's making a surprise appearance. Is this a surprise? Is this a surprise? Or people know? It's not been announced. Oh, okay. We're not going. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's a bonus just for our listeners, our dedicated okay, listeners. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> there might be some overlap. Yeah, actually, it, it will spoil because it's going to come out on Friday. Oh, my God. Matt Donnelly is going to kill us. so our dedicated mind over magic podcast this is a scoop hey see what i did there i love it okay uh let's um let's plug our website you can go to mindovermagicpodcast.com where you can email us at mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com and you could go to our socials at mindmagicpod which uh i will i'll put some stuff back up i've been on the road it's been hard to put stuff back up on our long story short if you're if you're digging it uh, we we appreciate your support. That's really the 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 gist of what we're saying here. Yeah, and uh, you know, tell some friends if you think you've you know have a riddle riddle or a trivia that's posing as a riddle. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Tell them uh, to tune in, and uh, you know, we'd love to get more of the community. And feel free to write us. We love hearing from you as well. What you like as and uh, we just yeah, we're very happy you're here. Like like that, I'm physically here. That too. <laughs> <laughs> in person. Good night. So thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Over.